destroy all children is a website just for you If playing with video games is what you like to do Or rotting your brain with comics and first run movies too We've got a great selection of news and reviews So search us out on the web, you just won't get enough Of all our digital madness and other fancy stuff We'll also make you laugh until your tummy's feeling buff Destroy all children you should go there now. Yeah. Hi, I'm George Brundle. I'm still alive. Uh, I didn't feel like it last week, though. Uh, so we did not do an episode of this podcast. Uh, I had some issues with my throat and like really needed to rest my voice. Uh, but I'm, I'm back now. And so you all have to listen to me. I'm Larry Davis. I'm here with George Brundle. He, he uh, he's falling apart. It's weird. Despite me living an objectively much unhealthier lifestyle, uh, I feel fine. I so it turns out that everything is totally fine with me. Uh, it, I have a very deviated septum. It turns out is that what uh, they call is, it now? Yeah, that's the uh, yes. Um, deviant lifestyle. <laughs> that's what happened. <laughs> I mean, sure. Uh, no, I I had like a, just a whole lot of junk stuck in my throat, and so it was very difficult to talk because I felt like somebody was just choking me out the whole time. Which like at first is very exciting, and it feels kind of good, and you're like, ooh, maybe I'm into this. But then uh, you but find then it just... out what happened to David Carradine. <laughs> That's right, uh, and then it goes on for like two weeks, and you're like, enough is enough, and I need to see a doctor because this isn't going away. Uh, so I got prescribed some um, medication that has resulted in me having muscle spasms now that I'm hoping go away. Uh, didn't need to be on that medication at all, it turns out, uh, because it was just my septum is deviated, and I was breathing through my mouth in my sleep, and that was like irritating the hell out of my throat. So. Mystery solved, and I'm back, and I could talk again, but I'm not getting much sleep because the uh, I keep having that sensation where, like, you go to sleep and then you feel like you're falling and you wake up again. Well, this is good. That's been going on for about a week now. <laughs> so like, oh, really... When this first happened, that was one of the first things you mentioned. It was like, ah, eh, maybe it's just because I'm a mouth breather and it's drying out in my sleep. And then you yeah. got on this whole track of like, well, the doc says it might be acid reflux. And I was like, it's not acid reflux. That's not, I have acid reflux. And that's not what it's like. And then you're like, well, there are a whole bunch of different kinds, see? And sometimes they make a weird polyps or whatever it is you were talking well, about, which so is nonsense. I, I was also, well, I was also worried about stuff going on with my vocal cords anyway, because my voice like had become very, very hoarse. Uh, like a day after we recorded the last podcast and that persisted for a while too um, and was like progressively getting worse I won't go into what I actually do for a living because uh, then it's very easy to figure out <laughs> where I live and who I am you're a professional uh, radio have... DJ <laughs> more or less I, I, I talk for a living uh, and I've been doing that for seven years so I did get a little bit worried like besides the whole thing going on with my throat that maybe I had worn my vocal cords out over time and so I got a scope done to check them out and that's how I kind of figured everything out uh, but they're amazingly perfectly fine despite talking non-stop for the last seven years yeah I don't talk at all except for 
talking to you once a week, which is why I'm such a mush mouth idiot. Uh, <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I mean, I am too, and it's amazing that anyone pays me to talk for a living, but. Uh... Yeah, well, it's because you do such a good Wolfman Jack impression. <laughs> it's true. Let's make some uh... crazy money. <laughs> Uh, okay, so, uh, the podcast, we haven't done this in a while, has anything happened in the news? No, just everybody getting, getting the, the new flu, is what we're calling it now. They decided coronavirus yeah. is too, uh, fear-mongery, so it's just new flu. I prefer flu classic. Well, a lot of people do. Uh, there are some weirdos who like diet flu, but, uh, um, yeah, it, it doesn't Ugh. taste good at all. What's up with those freaks who drink diet soda that's also caffeine-free? What are you doing? You know what's weird? I was thinking about this. Why is there no sugar-free orange soda? Because uh, they squeeze whole oranges into it and those have sugar. That's not true. There's I mean, actual gonna... live oranges in orange soda. Oranges are not alive. Uh, I mean, you got Coke Zero. Now there's, oh, a, you. Sugar, there's a sugar-free <laughs> yes, Mountain, Mountain Dew. Of all things. Oh, God. Uh, Mountain Dew with, like, aspartame in it? That doesn't sound good at all. The thing is, though, it has extra caffeine in it. Oh, well, and that might not be so bad. Like, <laughs> yeah, if you're see, going in for Mountain Dew, you're going in for excess of something. Yeah, see, I turned you around on it. Yeah. But, but yeah it's, it's like a, a bottle of Mountain Dew is, like, fucking 73 grams of sugar or something. Yeah. It's a lot. It is. I have not had a Mountain Dew in probably 15 years. I don't know. I kind of feel like the, the fact that I fall apart like at a gust of wind, I'm afraid to drink Mountain Dew. I'm like worried that one sip of Mountain Dew will turn me into a diabetic on the spot. You would just start vibrating and enter another <laughs> reality. <laughs> oh no, just like the Flash. Yeah, exactly. You're we'll doing, get to that uh, later. Doing speed mind techniques or whatever it is <laughs> and uh, seeing alternate realities where i didn't drink the mountain dew and they're all better <laughs> yeah exactly uh but yeah it's just weird that zero sugar is like a no. trending thing and no orange soda or grape soda would also be good in this reality i said no thank you to the mountain dew and now i have a wife and kids why, why did i make this decision yeah well dr manhattan took them away because you drank the Mountain Dew. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, speaking of the virus, uh, E3 is happening whether you like it or not. No, it isn't. <laughs> I highly so, doubt it. We talked about this last time, how Sony and uh, Joth are, are not going to E3 and how E3 is basically dead, and there's really no point to having E3 anymore anyway. Because you can just do all this shit during a stream. More like now that like the coronavirus is spreading as as much as it is, I think it's kind of just a really irresponsible idea to have a convention at all. Yeah, South by Southwest was canceled. Um, yeah, e Emerald City Comic Con was canceled. Uh, yeah, and it, it it hey, it sucks that there's there might not be a South by Southwest this year. I guess for the people who care about that. But like uh, the it's city of Austin, Texas, I think cares a lot yeah. because it's a big income stream. Sure, 
but but better that than spreading this virus around that has now killed like 3.4% of the people who have contracted it. Yeah. Which is too which is too damn much. To be fair, a lot of that has been in China and Italy where they have been basically the worst. Italy's like 20% or something like that. I don't know what <laughs> yeah. they're doing over there if they're just like trying to cure people by making them drink bleach or what. <laughs> it's just their hospitals are just that Tim and Eric skit where it's the Italian restaurant and they give you a massage by throwing like pepperoni and <laughs> sure. pasta sauce on your back. Like Italians, they all oh, know we're going to give doing. you a nice massage. It's going to be a real nice. You like the virus, eh? You like <laughs> the virus? Yeah. That's good. We can laugh about this because we're going to catch it eventually. It's just That's a matter right. of when. Yep. Yeah. Our, the U.S. is slowly turning red. Uh, yep. They, yeah. Mm. Oh man, it's going to be the election map from 2016 all over again, including having Jeb in front of it celebrating. <laughs> it's the only one immune to the virus. He's got a natural <laughs> immunity. We need to harvest Jeb's blood. Well, I was going to do that anyway. Um, yeah. So, like, I, it is a. Uh, the fact that like E3 is still going like no this is a thing this is happening this year is like especially stupid to me considering that this virus is going around and on that basis alone they should probably cancel E3 for the year like besides the fact that no one of any real importance is going to show up to this thing maybe like, that's actually why physically show up like maybe that's I, why like if there actually yeah. had been a bunch of people there maybe they would have canceled it due to the virus but instead it's like i don't know this place is going to be a ghost town anyway so i think it's a mix of that and i think it's also just obstinance i think the people that organize e3 really just don't want it to not be a thing and by canceling yeah. it that's just going to further cement e3 not being a thing yeah so they should though and if that and if that is what they're doing I can't say for a fact, I do not know, but that is my assumption, then fuck. That's the thing, though. They should take this as an excuse. Like, they should be happy. Yeah. This is their get-out-of-jail-free card. They'd be like, no, we're not canceling it because nobody was showing up and E3 is irrelevant in 2020. We're canceling it because yeah. of public health concerns. And then come back even stronger in 2021. Spend that time and try to figure out how you can get people to come back and attend this thing. Exactly. Figure out how many Doritos you need to send to Jeff Keighley's house to make him come <laughs> next year. Whoa, to make him come? Yeah, that's right. Well, he has. He needs Doritos for it to happen. Ugh. You know I don't this. like this at all. You saw those segments uh, on Game news... Trailers TV. <laughs> Rest in peace, game trailers, TV. No. Do rest not in rest peace. in peace. In other news, uh, Lost in Space is getting a third and final season on Netflix. <laughs> I was hoping you'd see that. Congratulations, Lost in Space. The only goddamn Netflix show I know of that is actually going to be able to finish its run. <sighs> rest Apologies in peace, Santa Clarita. <laughs> yep, yeah. exactly. I mean, I'm I, assuming the next season of Glow will be the last, and they probably know that, so they'll probably get to finish its run too. That, how that was lost weird... in space were they if they return home in three seasons? Is what I want to know. I mean, you can be lost for not very long. I guess, but like the 
I have not seen season two. I kind of just don't care to see season two. But that first one, like I said, they're just stuck on the same planet for the entire season. So season two, I assume they are actually lost in space, actual space, trying to figure out how to get home. So, like, there's only going to be, like, two seasons of that? I don't know. It seems like a waste to me. Why are you asking this me? I did show. not watch it. I will not I watch it. I need answers. I need to know, but I also don't want to watch it, but I need to know. Okay. Well, you're not going to get any answers from me. Mm. Well, what else is in the news? That's pretty much it. Everyone's dying of the virus, so uh, not really anyone reporting on the news. Do you much think going on. it's going to delay the new consoles? Yes. They keep insisting that it won't, which makes me think it will. I think it will also because there was that parts shortage with the PlayStation 5, right? Uh, yes. I, I would wonder if a combination of those two things makes releasing the PS5 this year just untenable. They've also had issues with... um. Phones and stuff too I think I don't really yeah. keep up on phone news Because I don't care But that makes me think It might be a widespread thing That would also affect the consoles Well or considering a lot of the, the parts Production would be happening In that region too Yeah Yeah. I mean, you got the whole damn city of Wuhan Shut down I mean I don't yeah. know if Wuhan specifically Produces any of these things but I'm just saying If that stuff if it gets Real, it's slowing there right now, but if it gets real bad again and they have to start shutting down other providences. Remember that episode of The Simpsons where the Japanese person like coughed into a box and then it's, well, if we're just like opening special virus boxes this November? That's, uh, I bought that Hot Toys Luke Skywalker when this whole coronavirus thing broke out <laughs> and I was unpackaging it and going, I sure hope nobody coughed on this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you should stop stop buying toys in general, I would say. Oh sure. I, I mean, should do that. That's that's a self quarantine that you can yes. take part in. Um it, they're actually as far as like toy production in China goes, uh I know of at least one uh company that's come out and was just like, Hey, we're not working on anything right now until this blows over. That's probably like good. we're not Shipping stuff out, we're not spending the time to make anything Like, we're halting production And when this gets better, we will come back So, and that's fair Like, they're in China, they're in the middle of this shit Their health is more important than uh, some spoiled Sick asshole in uh, America getting a toy Yeah But not not by a lot, though No, I, I still want my toy Yeah <laughs> So it's they funny. better not die. I also, with all of this stuff like getting delayed or canceled, it's funny. I was just reading an article, or no, it was a is a letter in Game Informer magazine where some dummy was like, "Why is it the games the the release dates they keep getting delayed and canceled or whatever? Why do they announce a date when they don't know it's going to happen? Movies when they say a release date, it still happens ninety five percent of the time. It's like no." First of all, no. Second, reading that after uh, No Time to Die got to wait like six months. Right. Good times. 
Scooby-Doo movie, though, you get a time your watch to that release, and that's going to come out on time. It's a Scooby-Doo movie? Yeah, there's a new Scooby-Doo movie coming out. It's like a CG thing. Oh, right. Yeah, that looked yeah. real bad. Yeah. I completely uh, forgot about that. Yeah, I mean, when was No Time to Die supposed to come out? Uh, This month, I think. Really? Oh. Because, like, now it's November or something, isn't it? Yeah. They pushed it way back. Then. Yeah. I thought it was, like, middle of summer that it was coming no, out. No, it was either this month or next month. Because Daniel oh. Craig was on SNL this week to promote it. Oh, right. Yeah, I saw that bit where he's playing craps, and it was not very funny. No. Daniel Craig does not have the kind of um, Mulaney or Adam Driver energy that actually ends up making SNL watchable. You don't get to talk. You don't get to talk of Mulaney when you told me personally don't you don't think like he's Mulaney. funny. That's horrible. No, I don't think he's funny at all. I think he's eh, eh. That's, that's his jokes worst. have made his jokes have made me kind of like half smile a few times, and that's been pretty much about it. Like, what have you seen from him, though? Uh, the Netflix special I saw a little bit of. I've uh, seen him on SNL. I saw a little bit of that really terrible show that he briefly had before that got oh, canceled. Oh, yeah. That one was... Yeah. Uh, where people, before it came out, were going like, It's the new Seinfeld! Mulaney's <laughs> the Seinfeld of this generation! One of my favorites. And I think, like... That's also my problem with him is like my first exposure to him was people going like, uh, Seinfeld. And uh, he's Seinfeld wasn't very funny himself either, actually. So I guess maybe that actually holds ground. No, it, but, that show was a mistake and I'm pretty sure he is aware of it. Because, uh, yeah. yeah, nobody liked it, even people who like him like I do. Uh, I think mm-hmm. he is very funny. John Mulaney and uh-huh. the sack, sack Lunch Bunch. Is great. Put him on. Put him on TBS then. Yeah, very funny. John Mulaney's not on TBS. So I don't think he's very funny. Yeah. Anyway, and yeah, not much happening in the news. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. What What you got on Retro Corner? Let's just go to that. I guess. Uh. Well, I got a. I played Shining Force CD. I finally finished it. I actually don't have a whole hell of a lot to say about that game because uh, Shining Force CD is just Fire Emblem. Yeah. It is just Fire Emblem, but without the whole like eugenics mechanic that the <laughs> Fire Emblems are now very well known for. Um, which, to be fair, that wasn't in Fire Emblem until Awakening, right? Yeah. Okay. Also, so, I'm not sure what. <laughs> What eugenics has to do with Fire Emblem? It's the whole like dating mechanic, and it's just like you want to get people lined up correctly so you can get like the right child out of it. So you want to like not get people together so they can't give birth to like the child that you don't want. Uh, okay, I guess. But it's a bit of a stretch, but yeah. still, like that's how it was referred to to me uh, back when that came out, and then I just ended up using the phrase all the time to refer to it. Um. But like Shining Force CD, then I I suppose is even closer to Fire Emblem as it existed before Awakening, because uh, there's no kind of like your your camp stuff is just you can go to a shop and you can heal up your dudes and that's pretty much it. There's there's no real 
you can like talk to everyone, but they have like one line of dialogue that just repeats. So there's there's no real um not much like character moments in the game. Uh but it's 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 fun. Like it's still a pretty decent solid game. There's some issues I have with it as far as um like progression goes like that game gets really hard the further in you get and it feels almost like you should actually be grinding levels but they don't give you like random encounters to grind them the way you grind is you get into a story mission kill as many dudes as you can then flee from the mission and repeat the mission over and over and over again here is a question have you played any other shining forces i have not uh, but my understanding is they are very similar to Shining Four CD. They are. I just wondered why you started with CD. Uh, so all these Sega CD games I bought as like repros that looked just very, very nice, and I kind of just wanted them more for the aesthetic of it. And because the games I was picking up were ones that were noteworthy to me, like Snatcher and Lunar and uh, Popful Mail. Uh, with Shining Force. That was more of like, oh, this cover looks like this might be a neat game. And then like seeing a bunch of people were very positive about Shining Four CD. So I kind of picked that one up more as a curiosity. than. Okay. Well, I just uh, wondered because the CD is like a remake of. What is it? Game Gear games? The, yeah, the, it's a remake of the Game Gear. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty no, it's, sure. It's like. I think. Uh, I think so. I <laughs> it's. It, it's fun enough. Like it's a, it is a decent game. Uh, there's some issues with the progression in it. Like I said, uh, one of the other problems I had with it is they, they divided into multiple campaigns. So there's, uh, the first chapter, the second chapter, and then you have to beat the two of those in order to unlock the third final chapter. And then you have to find a hidden item in chapter two to get the fourth chapter. And the fourth chapter is basically just like a boss rush thing. It's like totally optional. I don't think it has any influence in the story. Uh, I could not get to chapter three because the way that the Sega CD saves fucking sucks. How you have like that RAM cart thing, and like I guess I didn't save like the first chapter correctly. So like the only way to progress to chapter two was to delete the save. So I didn't have a save to import to get chapter three, and I didn't want to completely replay chapter one because it's long. How did you so... save it incorrectly? I don't, it, it like, I just hit save and it saved. And then like when it popped the option up to continue playing like the second chapter, it's like you have one save slot and we need a clear save or you can't start chapter two. So I had to wipe it. So I don't know how you end up getting the game to recognize that you beat chapters one and two because I beat two, went back to the main menu and it didn't even give me the option for chapter. Uh, okay. I don't, I don't know what I did. Like every time I look up stuff on forums of like, how do you get chapter three? It just says beat chapters one and two. And there's something to do with like importing a save to show that you beat both. I don't know. It didn't give me the option. I don't know what I did wrong. This feels to me like something that was probably explained in a manual that I don't have. The repros don't come with manuals? No, they don't, which is the one suck-ass part of these repros. But mm. I imagine that actually would take like quite a bit more effort to put together than just making like a really good slipcover and printing some shiny stuff on a CD. I guess so. To I me, mean, it I seems could buy... like that would be the whole point. 
I could buy manuals for them. I, I'm pretty sure that there are people who do repro manuals as well. I've been meaning to do that for Police Knots, because Police Knots actually looks about as close to the real deal as you can get, just sans the manual. Uh-huh. Sans manual from Undertale? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> ah, Shining Four CD is fine. It it's an it is an okay game. But also, I can't imagine why you would play that over a Fire Emblem game, because it's basically just the same thing. And I suspect those earlier Fire Emblems are probably better. Sure, you could also just play Advance Wars, which is the same thing, but yeah. with guns. Yeah, Advance Wars is pretty damn good. Yeah. Sequels, though. Mm. Yeah, anyway, I, uh, Shining Force CD, if I gave it a grade, uh... A D. Wow. Or dang, this is all right. Oh. Yeah. One one to ten. What would you give it? Uh, seven. Okay, a lot of sevens. I feel like yeah. I have not made a database of ratings Lucky so far. Sevens. <laughs> a seven's a really easy score to give because it's just like ah, this was all right, but it's also like not perfect. There's stuff wrong with this thing. Well, okay. With that out of the way, then on to the final segment, which will probably take a while, uh, judging by the last time this happened. Comics Corner. And because I have decided that we're going to review all of the anniversary specials that come out this week, Flash 750. <sighs> a character we both love, near and dear to our hearts, the great Barry Allen. Uh, he can run real good That's right, he runs fast He is uh, pretty much godlike in power And yet somehow consistently almost loses to a psychic ape And a guy with a freeze gun Dude who's um, just a bunch of mirrors That's right He uses me- the mirror master Remember when Animal Man's wife kicked him in the groin? Uh, yeah, who could forget? Yeah It's his one weakness is kicks to the groin. Yeah, I mean it's also my. You ever weakness, get kicked so... to the groin? Yes. Yeah, not great. Wasn't on purpose, at least, but yeah, bad. Oh, I got kicked in the groin on purpose. Oh, that fucking sucks. <laughs> I As in high school, I said something mean to someone, and they just uh. <sighs> That's my purse. I don't know you. Really, really wound up and went for it. I uh, almost threw up. Yeah. I believe it. So, Flash 750 uh, got an all-star lineup of Flash writers and artists. What? Want to know what my favorite thing about this uh, the 750 thing is? What? How it opens on a part one, but there's no part two. What do you mean? It's almost as good. Like, the first chapter of this thing is Flash Age part one. Yeah. There's no part two though. Like no, that's, that's in the next I, issue I of the Flash. I assume the next month's issue, but like, uh, great. Yeah, yeah, that's the next issue of the Flash. That's how these are supposed to work. I hate that though, because then you get the Wonder Woman thing where it's just right in the middle of something, and no, the, it's, I the... have no context for anything. And then the Flash one where I'm just like, okay, I would have rather this had been like a contained story. Okay, well, so... here's the thing. 
Uh, these anniversary issues were clearly not planned ahead of time, and so this was probably mm-hmm. what was supposed to be the regular issue, and then they added the rest yeah. of the stuff to it. But, yes, having one story be the first part is what they are supposed to do, not like the Wonder Woman one, where it was the end of a story for some reason. Oh, sure, like, it's better than that, sure. But I also just wish that everything in here was its own self-contained thing, instead of, like, hey, read half of something. I mean, actually, the weirder thing is the bit at the end, which is a direct lead-in to the summer's event. But um, yeah, that's that's true. That one yeah. also. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Flash Age Part One, though, that's just uh, his girlfriend's interviewing all these people about like their opinion of Flash, and guess what? Everybody loves him. True, but at least there's a bit more to this than there was to the Wonder Woman one. Uh, there's a little yeah. bit about how he needs to show people his humanity because everybody just views him as the Flash and not an actual person, which is sure. all right. Had great art from Rafa Sandoval, who I'm a big fan of, uh, especially his work on Green Lanterns was really good. Uh, and he did move over to Flash. Uh, Steven Segovia does some fill-in pages like at random points, which is kind of weird. Uh, though he's all right. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna point that out. How there's a uh... And it's not just in this one either. I want to say it's also in, um, oh god, the, the the one where it's just like past Flash. I think that's uh, at the starting line. Reluctantly crouched. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, where it it feels like a different artist came in and drew a couple of panels here and there. Uh, uh, I don't remember that in that one. It, felt that way a couple times to me in that chapter, but it, it is more prevalent in in this first one though but like the the art overall is very good in this and that is the thing that kind of struck me the most uh throughout this entire thing really is that the art in this is much more presentable than it was in the wonder woman oh yeah with with one exception one really really big exception (laughs) that we will get to but the rest of it actually looked serviceable it looked fine the dunking Uh, on riley rosmo will continue (laughs) oh Uh, yes I, I will say, though, um, Sandoval's art looked a little different here. I think that might be due to the inking. I don't know if it was his regular inker or not. I haven't really paid attention to that. Possibly. Who is that guy who inked a lot of Jack Kirby's stuff? Uh, Vince Coletta? Yeah, and how he, like, totally fucked up a lot of Kirby's line work by, <laughs> yeah. like taking background characters out and like reducing all the details yeah you ever see that letter he wrote no when he quit oh man oh boy he quit he quit for dc didn't he or no kirby quit and went to dc yes but didn't coletta go with him i think coletta just quit in general i think he just like flamed out and then nobody would hire him anymore because Look, there's uh, uh, some very unwoke things he said in his goodbye letter, for one thing. I should probably look that up. Um, Yes, I would say, like, look it up now and read it, but I'm not going to do that to you, because (laughs) Um, you'll end up canceled. I I mean, it's funny watching Coletta's trajectory, too, because he started out actually being a pretty damn good artist, and like doing pencils and stuff himself, and then just sort of sliding into this territory of, Oh, inking is really easy, especially if I don't ink everything that's on the page. Yeah. And then I can get a lot of work done and I get paid more and faster. Mm-hmm. 
Prince Coletta sucks. Yeah. God. Um. Yeah, I, I like the the Flash Age thing. All right, I guess. I I still wish that I had a fuller story there, but it was more accessible than the Wonder Woman one was because it's not coming into the middle of something. This one also at least tried to give you some sort of background on events. Like it talks about Commander yeah. Cold and uh, and I like mentioned some of the other characters. That, honestly, I don't really know who they are, but yeah, whatever. But then we follow that up with Beer Run yeah. by uh, Joff Jones <laughs> and Scott Collins. Joff Jones. Uh, yes, uh, Jeff Johns, who I'm eh, iffy on, but the story was really good. Yeah, I liked it. I like uh, Commander Cold. Captain he Cold. reminds me a little bit of, uh, the, uh, is it Cold Man or Iceman from the first Mega Man game? Iceman, I think. Iceman. He reminds me of Iceman. <laughs> yeah, well, he's got kind of the same outfit. I mean, in yeah, some way, I, I bet I like Iceman him. was based on Captain Cold, really. Uh, yeah. Uh, but yes, this just like Captain Cold at home watching a hockey game and runs out of beer, and so he goes to get some more, and then the cops show up because another guy tries to rob the convenience store, and he has to ice his way out, and then Flash is just like, I guess he just did this to show me that he's better than me because <laughs> he knew I was out of town fighting a gorilla in his paratrooping gorilla cohorts, <laughs> which is a really good, like, weird aside. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. It's a good, short, sweet story. Uh, and I do like the whole misconception at the end of Flash, assuming this is an ego thing and not just that he wanted some beer while he watched his hockey game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh and our like, Scott like Collins... also Commander Cold didn't want any trouble. He just wanted to buy his damn beer. He supports local businesses. It's Captain Cold. I keep telling you. General Cold <laughs> supports local businesses. Commander Cold is a different character from the future who is dead. Look, I don't know any of this shit. I don't read Flash. This is like the first Flash comic I've ever read in my life. Also, I thought Captain Cold was dead too, but maybe this takes place before that. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's, it's DC. It can take place whenever, wherever. It doesn't matter. None exactly. Matters. Yeah. As we find later, nothing makes sense. Nothing matters. No. Uh, but yes, art by Scott Collins, who, as usual, is adequate. I'm imagining the the Flash that's stuck in the Mobius chair, just like looking behind him at all these previous pages and just going, "What the fuck." <laughs> I'll say uh, How's all that taking place at once? What the fuck? Something I really like about Scott Collins Is that his art looks like an actual human Drew it, which was some Especially some DC artists You never know It looks like it was just barfed out by a computer Sometimes, hello Mikkel Janine Or however you yeah, pronounce there's, that There's a few panels in this thing that look uh, Pretty rough, but then Yeah, that, that tells you a human being sat down and drew this with like maybe an actual pencil i think also it's because he does his own inking which adds a lot to it that, uh, that too uh, uh let's see next up was why you oh this is uh the francis manipool and brian bucciolato one uh art by francis manipool they were the new 52 team 
or the new 52 flash series which i bought when it came out and thought wow this looks good and about two or three issues in was like i'm just going to look at the pictures and then a few issues later was like i'm not going to keep buying this anymore so so what did you think of of why you it was fine yeah looked real good flash's girlfriend loves him a whole lot yeah iris west whole lot uh if there's anything i actually came away from this whole experience with is it's that people really worship the ground barry allen walks on yeah which is weird don't know why they do it is because he just runs good that's all he does well as mentioned he makes his he makes his brain vibrate so he can see into other dimensions as like a fun little what if exercise he's also what if gorilla grod was a flash man what if iris west is the flash oh also i like how he's just doing this while iris is talking to him like he's just like i'm gonna (laughs) vibrate my brain out of here i don't care about anything you're saying His girlfriend's just talking about how great and awesome and wonderful he is, and he's just vibrating his brain into another dimension to get out of this conversation. Yeah. Barry Allen don't care. I'm going to watch this kid ride a bike on the salt flats. I don't know. It's going to be like that part in The Master where she just drives away forever. (laughs) Isn't this also the... Is it this one or was it uh, the first... No, it was the first one where like a uh, Godspeed shows up. Yeah, it's it's just like, hey... Don't ask about paradox anyway. Bye. And then, like, Flash chases after him, and it just it leads him to paradox. Oh yeah, paradox is there. By the way, that's that that was yeah. the thing. That's the cliffhanger. Whatever. I uh, when that first happened, I thought that was leading to the Wally West confrontation from the things mm. that were happening. But nope, just some guy yeah. named Paradox. He seems to be kind of like an anti-monitor, I guess. Yeah. This vaguely dark side looking guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of, yeah. kind of dark side. Uh, anyway, yeah. Why you? Uh, whatever. Shout out to Francis Manipool, one of the best artists in comics. Uh, Larry. Next... <laughs> okay, what? I need to call in a health check on Riley Rosmo. <laughs> I need to make sure he's okay. He's fine. I think my favorite part about Flash of all worlds is uh, when Flash's arms and legs turn into noodles. He becomes Elastic Man. Plastic Man. Uh, yeah. Okay. Or did you mean Elongated Man? All of them. Oh, okay. Mister Fantastic Two. Throw that in there. Every like superhero character whose like limbs just turn into like big flappy noodles of flesh. That have no joints that just bend perfectly. Uh-huh. It's like a slope. Ah, uh, ah! Uh, the art in this sucks. I liked it's it. So fucking bad. No, I liked it. No, I yes. don't like the bit where he gets shot and gets turned into a puppet, and <laughs> yeah. his head gets really fucking huge <laughs> for like two panels. And I thought that the thing was that like. Oh, the ray gun is making his brain expand, and then like, no, it's not. He turns into a puppet with a regular sized human head. No, it's, it's just really big for like two panels. It's it's big in the way that what's that Hulk villain that his whole thing's just his brain is huge. Oh, uh, wait, are you talking about the leader? He looks or like you, the leader. Or the um, oh, uh, the guy from Green Lantern. Yeah. Yes. No. Yeah, Green Lantern. I'm sorry. Uh. It, 
Hector Hammond. Actually, like, basically both of them, they both have the thing with, like, the really big head and the big brains. Yeah. I'm thinking the Hulk movie, uh, the, the like, most recent one with Edward Norton, where he turns it, like, the guy turns into that towards the end. And that was, like, the setup. It was, like, he would be the villain for the next movie. Oh, that never got made because that. people don't like Hulk-only movies. <laughs> yeah. That's weird. I completely uh, forgot about that. Yeah. They they wanted to do more Hulks once upon a time. Uh-huh. Did not pan out. Um, it's actually kind of funny to think about, like, early on in that whole Marvel movie universe thing, how, like, they had a Hulk movie as part of Phase 1, and they set up more things with the Hulk, and it was played by a totally different actor. And, like, even though that movie is still canonical, they've basically thrown out everything about it. Yeah. Um... <laughs> So here's the thing, what uh, what Mirror Master was doing was turning Flash into like basically previous stories, like the one with Does him Riley with the big Rosmo head. Does Riley know how human beings look? I'm not Has sure. Has he seen another human being in his entire life? Now look, if you listen, there was a famous Flash story where he had the giant head. All right. And so that's one of them, and that there's one where he got turned into a puppet, and so that's the other one. They're not, it's not a progression from giant head to puppet, it's that he's doing all of these things to the Flash. It's very good that they got Riley Rosmo as the artist on this one, uh, so I can't tell the difference between a Flash deep cut and his horrible fucking art. I like this, because it's all like messed up and wobbly, like reflections in a mirror, and I think it worked <laughs> for this. This is like an artist's interpretation of what indigestion looks like. Anyway, I like this the story. This is how I feel when I eat too much food and my tummy hurts. Is How do you think... What? Alright, what's your opinion on the story itself? From the great Marv Wolfman. I, I don't have much of a, an opinion on it because I was just so focused on the art the entire time that it kind of drew me out of the story. Like, in all honesty, it was hard to follow what was going on at times because the art is such a goddamn mess. All right. It's so weird to me because I've seen, like, Riley Rosmo stuff that I, I think is good and, like, it's clear... They're tapping him for these, like, anniversary issues and not giving him any time. Like, I, I wonder if he's working on this and the Wonder Woman one, like, in tandem. And that's why neither of them look good at all. This one, actually, it, it does look fine to me. The Wonder Woman one was bad, but... I think they look about as poor as no. each other. No. I don't like it. There's... You... You should look at the other one again Because <laughs> it's way worse than this I don't want to well, too I don't bad. want to look at any more Riley Rosmo art I'm not looking forward to him inevitably Turning up in the Robin one next uh, I know he has one in the Joker one Great so... Perfect Here's a panel where Joker's skull Is just fucking bulging for some reason And you're going to be like oh it's a reference to this other Joker comic <laughs> <laughs> it literally is a reference to an old Flash comic where he had a giant head. Whatever. The other no, ones it's not. The, Fuck you. The, the other ones where he just has a weird face are not. Fucking Riley Rosmo apologist. Well, yeah, kind of. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, I like the story. It just 
Should just cut the story. It was a good. Should have ended up on some DC editor's desk, and they just slide it into a garbage can. <sighs> All right. Next, at the starting line. Yeah. Engines pumping and thumping in time. Yeah, this reminded me of the uh, the. Wonder Woman one where it was all back in the in the past too, uh, where it was more of like um, I think that was like tying into a specific thing because it was just like all these female superheroes, but they're kind of like reimagined uh, as the sort of like um, took place in like World War Two. Yeah, that was the DC bombshells. Uh, yeah, thank crossover you. thing. I couldn't remember the name. Yeah, it reminded me kind of that, except it's obviously not tying into bombshells and it doesn't sort of reinterpret the way that Flasher's world looks at that point in time because it's very much like 1940s Flash where he's got the like saucer shaped like metallic dome yeah this is just Jay Garrick Flash yeah um which I'm not sure he's my favorite Deep Space Nine character (laughs) that can't be true uh I don't know what the deal is with Jay Garrick at this point. Like, I don't know if he's dead or alive. I don't know if the other character... So, from what I remember, at at least at some point, he was known to exist. Like, there were comics about him, and that's what inspired Barry Allen to become The Flash. I don't know if that's still the case anymore. Yeah, there's, there's a bit at the end uh, where, like someone whispers in his ear and I kind of took that as being like another flash or something coming from the future, but he's just like, Oh, it's the voice of all my villains telling me to give up. It's reverse flash. Reverse flash. Okay. Cause uh, he has a yellow wait. like mask. All right. I probably didn't pick up on that. <laughs> I was trying to get through these last couple of stories before we did this, but um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I like this one too. Like I, this actually is probably Beer Run, I think, is my favorite out of these six stories, but Starting Line is probably my second favorite. Yeah. This one was okay. Uh, I really like the art from David Marquez. Um, yeah. Best known for Ultimate Spider-Man in the Miles Morales years. Mm-hmm. Um, this guy, like, this also involves a guy with weird brain powers. So there you go, there's a third for your list Even though this is just like some lawyer with a weird helmet Uh, Yeah, let's control other people Yeah Yeah Actually, you know, it might not be Reverse Flash It might be Wally West Mm. I don't know Because Wally is uh, He's in the Mobius chair now Yes he was Just Kid Flash zooming around space. Yes, going like, oh, I sure miss my wife and kids. Yeah, I gotta sit in this chair now, though. Yes, oh. the Mobius chair ain't it's the kind living. of place to raise a kid. <laughs> no, oh. <laughs> although I'm imagining him like still trying to carry on a family life, like he's just at the head of the dinner table, but he's in the fucking Mobius chair, <laughs> just lightning cracking around the room. <laughs> You know, he he's no Kang the Conqueror, though. Like, Kang, he knows how to deal with a chair. Make it look good. Him and, his, him and his wife are in bed, but the Mobius chair is just, like, laid down on its back on, like, one side of the bed. He's got, like, the blanket flung over him. So, yeah, the, the last story is 
this is technically like an epilogue to Flash Forward, which is the Scott Lobdell, Brett Booth uh, miniseries that was a follow-up to Heroes in Crisis, uh, where Wally accidentally killed a whole bunch of guys with uh, like Flash power on accident, and then at the very end he is sparking blue and is not elaborated on at all until this later miniseries and now this. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, bits in this where he's just sort of uh, witnessing these events that have taken place that are taking place again, but they're different, but they're also the same. Uh, So stuff like the formation of the Teen Titans, and it shows kind of a reinterpretation of like a panel from a very old Teen Titans comic and basically the same thing happening, but in this like new continuity. So, okay, so this is kind of the main thing. From this whole anniversary special Like the most important segment Because this is tying into G5? 5G? I forget what it was supposed to be called Um, Which is the event this summer Which is It's hard to tell if it's going to be another reboot Like Rebirth and New 52 Or what But it it is A thing that got Dan DiDio fired So (laughs) There's that. It might just not be happening now? Yeah, maybe not. Uh. Uh, so, okay. It was also the story in the Wonder Woman one, which established her as being the first superhero, was supposed to be part of this. Because it's five one-shots that are supposed to be looking at the history of the DC Universe. I think the idea was that would set down a firm timeline for it. Uh, but then the main thing was, I think the last one was supposedly supposed to be about a new generation of heroes so some people thought that meant they were going to be getting rid of the other heroes and bringing in like all new ones which also like that would only last like a few months and then they'd bring everyone back it'd be like the death of superman or something which would be fine like that you know they've done that before it's not a big deal there are some idiots who thought it was a permanent thing that would never go away which for one thing there's no such thing as that in comics Everything yeah, goes no. back to normal. Permanence has no meaning in comic books. That's right. Um, but yeah, who knows if that's happening or not. It, it could be that whole thing about New Generation of Heroes also could have just been like Batman Beyond, you know, and future characters like that. Who knows? Yeah. We'll never know. Yeah. Now. No. <laughs> uh, Dan Didio's looking for work, so... Yeah. So... Because of that we get this whole thing where So Doomsday Clock Had some stuff with Dr. Manhattan Altering the timelines Doomsday Clock I think is not actually Canon though anymore Uh I don't know what the deal is That didn't last long Well it took like Two and a half years to come out So Yeah but I mean from the point of it finishing to now well, I think like halfway through it was pretty clear that it was not going to be canon anymore Because oh. the times did not match up to anything that was mm. actually happening I think originally the idea was that it was supposed to take place like before Some of the books that were running like Justice League Because Justice League seemed like it was taking place after Doomsday Clock But whatever, it, it doesn't matter Dr. Manhattan did some weird stuff to the timeline Now uh, Wally has Dr. Manhattan powers 
and is floating around on the Mobius chair. And there's this really good page where he sees uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths, Zero Hour, uh, the Wildstorm universe. Uh, I guess it would just be like post-crisis universe here with um, Ezreal and whatever. And then New 52. Which... Remember New 52 and like Batman was good for like a while, like a good long while. The entire stretch of New 52. Scott they rebooted it. This fucking rebirth is a disaster. And... Eh, it was like half good. Um, but then he no. sees like the GSA coming back and Legion of Superheroes, which have happened recently. And <laughs> so this is the weird part is he's talking about these events that are not separate earths or separate dimensions they're the same thing happening again in the same timeline but different like specifically uh he sees himself being introduced to barry allen both in the original timeline and with wallace who is the newer kid flash and then yeah the formation of the two teen titans groups I don't. By the way, I, I really like that there is a panel of him as a child holding future Kid Flash, and like, I kind of, if they kept altering the timeline, like it being a kind of nesting doll situation where like each child is holding a younger child that is a future child Flash. <laughs> sure. Just like a chain of five of them, the last one's a fucking embryo. <laughs> but I I really like this bit where. It's showing side-by-side versions of the two Flashes and their various sidekicks and stuff. And he's just, like, freaking out in a chair, screaming, Time no longer aligns? Which is good. Uh, 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 yeah, it's a, it's an interesting chapter uh, that, that gets into uh, DC timelines of fracturing and converging and blowing up and coming into existence and that is the thing that i hate the most about dc is how they constantly are just resetting everything yeah but it's it's also neat to like see it presented in this way where you're just like you get a heaping helping of it and you realize how much of a fucking mess it is yep uh... and it's it's real good it's good because it's like comic book dumb like it's that none of this is really all that smart or good it's just a mess but yeah. I like it for being a mess. Like, actually, yeah. Th- yeah. The thing is, the the whole... The rebooting was never a clean break to begin with. Because if you remember, when New 52 started, Batman was, like, kind of unaffected by it. In a lot of ways. Yeah. Like The, the um, biggest Bat- change was just, like, his, his origin, basically. Like, not even the, the whole thing with, like... Martha and Thomas Wayne getting shot, but just that it jettisoned uh, year one and replaced it with year zero. Or well, zero year. Well, that was later. When it first started, the only real difference yeah. was his costume. Um, yeah. But then it was weird because Batman Inc. just continued as it was. Like, there was no oh, break right. between that and the New 52 when it just kept going. Yeah, um, and they, they saved all that stuff, too, about, like, Damien getting killed. Yeah, and yeah, I forgot about that. But then at the same time, he also mentions that Dick Grayson had never been Batman, even though that happened during the events of Batman R.I.P. 
which then led to <laughs> Batman Inc. Yeah. So it was always a very strange thing, and they should have just done a complete break with it. So in that way, this makes sense, that the timeline never actually completely restarted. It's just like a very strange situation where things are happening. As the guy would say, the giant in Twin Peaks, I call him the guy. He's my friend. (laughs) (laughs) It is happening again. You can't call him the guy, though. Not unless you know him. (laughs) That's right. You only let certain people call him the guy. Uh, but this dude that's floating next to Wally West a- asks him if he can stop it and reverse the damage done, and so I guess that's what he's going to do, and it's continued in Generation Zero. Reversing the damage done just means, like, exiting the comic universe and firing Dan Didio and then going back to the comic universe. <laughs> oh, good, everything's set right again. Thank you, Wally West. <laughs> As one of the Mobius' chair's powers is that it's able to uh, draft termination notices and send them out into the real world. <laughs> Wally was just forming a pink slip. Uh, it turns out it was Jim Lee behind all of this, so he could be the sole <laughs> publisher at DC. How fucked would that be if that's how they fired them? Like, Scott Lobdell writing it and Brett Booth just Who? penciling a panel that's a pink slip filled out with Dan Didio's information? They just turned that into him? Scop Lobdell? What did you call him? <laughs> Lobdell. Oh, no, no, you didn't. Scott Scott Loblaw. Yep, Scott Loblaw. Scott you, defi- Loblaw. you definitely said Scop, which was the main thing. <laughs> Scop. Um, man. And this Flash uh, anniversary. This is. Give me a second. Okay. This Flash anniversary issue. Overall, is better than the Wonder Woman one. Yeah, uh, has like what two less stories in it overall? I want to say, uh, and it's probably better off for that because the Wonder Woman thing was just jam packed, and a lot of it felt rushed. The storytelling was sloppy. The art was even sloppier. The Flash one is a lot more consistent, and I found pretty much every story in it to be at least a little bit enjoyable. Yeah, with the exception of Flash of All Worlds, <laughs> which is a fucking embarrassment. Uh, yeah, this one's only seventy pages too, which is a little weird. They didn't. I read all the way up to Flash of All Worlds. Saw Riley Rosmo's art staring back at me. Decided to call it at night and went to bed, and then woke up and finished the rest of this. Y'all ever see art so bad it makes you immediately go to sleep? <laughs> yeah, uh, I yeah. would give this. Uh, I'm gonna go seven and a half out of ten. Just because I don't oh, really wow. care about the a, Flash. Give a lot of things sevens. I mean, I don't have it written down <laughs> here or anything, but we'll see what the uh, what the Robin one gets. Uh, I suspect it will be, be good. lower. Yes. Yeah, I'd, I'd give it like a. I'd give it a six. The, okay. the, the Riley thing drags it down quite a bit, but also I, I think I've very middling opinion of this entire thing because like i said like none of these stories really struck me as being like amazing or anything they were all just kind of fine yeah i guess so Uh, for me the art carries it a lot yes i agree with that i think that the art consistency is the is this thing's uh strongest suit yeah i mean that's kind of always the thing with flash for me though like 
whenever I would read The Flash, like, I don't really care about anything that's happening, but usually they get good artists for it. So, yeah. Mm. Breaking news. Uh oh. While you were in the bathroom. E3's canceled? No, while you were in the bathroom, uh, uh, Disney Plus has canceled three shows that were in development. Oh. Book of Enchantment. I don't know what that is. Okay. Uh, Muppets Live Another Day. Oh no. Done. Well, it's coming from Josh Gad, so, you know, oh, that might be a well, mercy killing. Yeah. And a new Tron adaptation. Oh, that's a bummer for you. Yeah. Yep. You love Tron. That's right. I feel very strongly about Tron and yeah. all Tron related enterprises. Tron looks like butts, man. It's so fucking old and outdated. It just looks terrible. Everyone looks chalky and it's dull as hell. Yeah. I don't care about the original movie Tron at Leg- all. Tron Legacy was good. Great yeah. movie. Everyone hated it because it wasn't enough like the original Tron, which was a sack of shit that was boring and miserable to look at. Yeah, Tron Legacy is good. Tron 2.0 is a great game. Uh, original nope. Tron don't also care. looks like butts. No, Tron 2.0. That game does not hold up. It looks terrible. Idiot. You're the Try worst. to play it once. It plays as bad as it looks. <laughs> I'm not going to let you anger me. I know what you're doing. All right. What What do you have? Uh, I don't understand why you got to be so mad about playing ass. But okay. Uh, I watched more Deep Space Nine. Oh boy. Uh, I am. I'm now almost done with uh, the third season, and uh, I feel it is important to note that uh, Civil Defense, an episode that I described as being mediocre on the uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure podcast that we did, uh, who knows what the name of that was, I don't. Um, Coming around on that one, I like it a whole lot now that I actually have context uh, for all the characters and their relationships and what's going on. Attention Bajoran workers! I really (laughs) like how... There is that bit where it's like O'Brien says there might be something stuck in this machinery, and Cisco immediately is just like, "Hey, Jake, crawl around in there." Or <laughs> just like, "Hey, Bajoran workers, you got five minutes until deadly nerve gas is pumped into this room," and Cisco's just like, "Get in." Yep, here I'll I'll shove you in if you don't want to get in. <laughs> He's he gets like stuck up in there, and Cisco's just like, "Jake." Just calm down. <laughs> you have to get through or we're all dead. <laughs> um, I, I joked. Uh, I joked in the last episode that I, I ship Odo and Kira together. And you had alluded to there being an episode that kind of cements why that will never be a thing. I was entirely joking about that. The joke to me was that why on earth would Odo and Kira ever get together? Those characters don't really have a dynamic that seems like conducive to that. Uh, now, actually, having seen that episode, I just feel kind of bad for Odo. Yeah, that episode's kind of a bummer. Yeah, it's really sad. All the stuff that Odo had to go through with like his mom pretending to be this girl that he liked, which that's <laughs> weird, first of all. Yeah, that the lady changeling, I really don't like. Oh. She's the worst. Yeah. And this is a series that has like that um oh god, what's her name? She becomes like the 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 high priestess or whatever. She's uh Kaiwin. 
Kai Wynn, yeah, yeah, she is also terrible. Oh yeah, every time she says my child, I want to strangle her. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, I I had given some thought about um we talked about Odo and his shape shifting. And yeah. why he couldn't like mimic faces, but he just looks like the other changelings. I think maybe that's like their natural appearance, their natural like humanoid appearance. Because the others do turn into people, but I don't think he ever does. Yeah, because she turns into Kira. Yeah. Uh, so I had a theory about that, actually, which is that the the shape Odo is taking is the closest approximation to a human that he can that he is capable of creating, and that's why he's bad at doing faces. His other changelings end up adopting that form to give him comfort. They're mimicking how he looks oh, maybe. in that case. Because you never see them like until Odo meets them, so yeah. maybe. I don't know. I think they, they they know that it is him because they're all part of the same like vortex of goop. And so when they come out, they just decide to make themselves look like Odo to make Odo feel comfortable. Well, maybe. Kind of how I, I, I don't think he's like linked to the rest of them, though. I but he does the like thing where he, like, uh, he shoves his arm into his mom. And it's oh, just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it feels good. Yeah. Forgot about that. Yeah. They, that's the whole thing, is she's trying to lure him back there and get him to join with that, that pool. Yeah. Because um, they also sent him and, like, several other changelings out because they want to uh, benefit from, like, their experiences. Yeah, but he comes back way early. Like, they were not yes. expecting him to be back so soon, even though it's been, like, I don't know, hundreds of years or something. Yeah, something like that. Odo's lived for a very long time. That's right. I mean, but also Goop, just the, Goop the story has about like how life. Odo's name means nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that's just a sad episode. This got me really bummed. Yeah, there's an episode later on with the doctor showing up that uh, that experimented on him. That's really good. Hmm. Uh, Quirk keeps showing up a lot more in season three, which I'm a fan of. We start to get some of the bits of like Nog wanting to join Starfleet. I thought that episode where he kept trying to like convince Commander Sisko is pretty good too. Um, yeah, I think season the, three the, is the best in general. It has yeah, a lot of classic apps. Solid overall. Uh, the the one that I left off on is the one where Bashir uh, is afraid of turning thirty, uh, which made me feel miserable because i realized that i'm older than bashir <laughs> did you see the one uh where the grand nagus was giving away his money no i hmm that was a good one i fell asleep with a few of these on and tried to like go back and finish the the points after i had fallen asleep uh, and i might have ended up missing one because my netflix queue shows like more watched than i've actually watched also if um, you were uh, if you were following my example of doing seven and up on IMDb, uh, that one is a six point eight because for some reason people always rank uh, Frangi episodes lower, even though I disagree what? with that. Yeah, I don't know. That's bullshit. The Grand Nagus, every Grand Nagus episode is a ten out of ten. Well, maybe not everyone, but uh, this every one was really good. Single one of them. <laughs> It's an embarrassment of riches every time it's a Ferengi episode. Yeah. Pure profit, every single one of them. Uh, 
Yeah, I actually was expecting them to be in the Defiant for a lot more of the first part of the season, too. Like, I kind of thought them kind of going out there in that ship was going to be, like, a few episodes, at least, of them fucking around with that thing. Instead, it's just like, they're in it for one episode and it gets blowed up. No, it's just there for them to be able to do space stuff, basically. Yeah. Yeah. But that's not, like, I thought it was going to be more like a traditional... Like, more like Deep Space, or not Deep Space Nine, or like the next generation for a little bit, like with them actually being out in a ship and like going and exploring places uh, in the Gamma Quadrant. And instead, it's, they get attacked immediately and then go back to Deep Space. At least um, you got to finally see the uh, classic moment of Thomas Riker pulling off his sideburns to reveal <laughs> that he was Thomas Riker and not William Riker. One of the greatest moments in television history. Uh, speaking of uh, the next generation, I brought this up to you yesterday uh, that I've been thinking a lot lately about Safe House, which is a 1998 movie about Patrick Stewart, uh, who's playing like a spy uh, who believes his former boss is trying to kill him. Uh, but he's actually just got diagnosed with Alzheimer's. His daughter is trying to find like a caretaker for him. Uh, but Patrick Stewart is playing an absolute goddamn maniac through the entire movie, just running out into his backyard with a handgun, screaming, you motherfuckers are going to kill my lilies, and shooting into, like, <laughs> gopher holes. Yeah. You motherfuckers are going to kill all my lilies! Friggin' parasitic rodents! Uh, bit with him answering the door in a bomb, uh, a bomb defusal, like, uniform, and going, like, you're a hustler. And they know, and you know what they say about hustlers. And then he just like flips the mask down. Yes, yeah. uh, j just look up on YouTube a, a compilation of like funniest moments in Safe House because it's really good. Are you out of your mind, woman? This is Beluga, forty-five dollars an ounce. Uh, I looked this up on IMDb and it's just listed as like thriller, which is weird because it is <laughs> clearly meant to be funny. This is the deal. You get dressed, I'll get the mail. No clothes, no mail. No, this is the deal. I'll get my own mail, you go fuck yourself. Yeah, I I saw this thing on TV when I was a kid. So for, for a very long time, I thought this was a made-for-TV movie. Because it kind of has that quality to it, too. Yeah. Um, but the amount of times Patrick Stewart yells fuck in it. <laughs> pretty sure it's not a made for tv movie or at least not made for american tv um but i always like my recollection of it was that it was a thriller that was just very bad in a way that made it very good uh which may still be the case no um, there's that part there, where there he's, are segments in it that are yeah he, he's like running around it's like a montage of them trying to find caretakers for him and he's like doing tactical roles and stuff outside and shooting doing live fire exercises and it has this wacky music and every time he shoots it's like cutting between another person who's like well i'm out and all of this stuff uh and then there's the bit with the ice cream which is a whole <laughs> other thing that's like the bit where the this lady's just or he a couple was it it was like, uh, what kind of name is Drew for a lady? And she's just like, it's short for Andrea. What kind of name is Mace? And he just gets like right up into her face and goes, 
it's short for in your face. <laughs> just walks away. <laughs> but there's um one of the bits I love from that compilation too is that this dude has Alzheimer's. He thinks someone is le- like legit trying to kill him, which it turns out they are. Um, and he's Spoilers. in the shower, and this couple like cuts the electricity to his house, and so he goes and gets a gun, and they show up and start shooting at him, and there's this like huge shootout. But it turns out like all the bullets have been replaced with like paintball rounds, uh-huh. and so this whole thing ends with him like holding a frying pan up to his chest like naked except for a towel wrapped around his waist screaming and shivering on the ground because he just thought he got shot yeah what kind of are you pulling on him like he he has alzheimer's i don't know it it looks like a good movie it does i i like though that one of the dudes who set up this prank like later on he sees uh Patrick Stewart's character being held at gunpoint by this lady, and he thinks it's another prank. And the lady just turns around and goes, it's not a prank this time, and just oozies this guy right into a pool. Yeah, and the guy, like, he just comes in doing a a Don Knotts impression from Andy Griffith, too. (laughs) But I also like the way that he sells getting shot with the Uzi is just, like, out of a 1930s gangster movie. It looks like a skit from Conan O'Brien, though. Yes, yes it does. God, Safe House is really good. Uh, Safe House is all on YouTube, by the way, if you ever felt so inclined as to watch it. Uh, if you don't just want to skip to the good stuff and just watch the yes. whole thing, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what other gems that movie is hiding that maybe did not end up in that uh, in that compilation. I want to see more of him pretending to be that Amish guy. Man, doesn't he like dress up as like a Hasidic Jew? Oh, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's odd. And then every time he's riding in the back seat of a car, he's not like in the back seat. He's like wedged in like the foot space between the back seat and the front seat. Generally called floorboards, but yeah, floorboards. Sure, whatever. <laughs> like I, I assume he's doing that because he doesn't want like he he's assuming someone's going to drive by and shoot him. Yeah, in the back seat or something. Of course. Better to be safe God. than sorry. Yeah. It's... We trained actor, Patrick Stewart. Just okay. chewing that scenery up. Well, that's it for this week. We made it. How's your throat doing? Okay, well, George's internet died, so... On his behalf, I'll say he has been George Brundle. I've been Larry Davis. We'll see you next week. Uh, hopefully, he does. He gets his throat in order. I don't know. His internet, I guess. Goodbye. Wait. Goodbye, dinosaurs. There we go. Get up, come on, get down with the sickness. You mother, get up, come on, get down with the sickness. You fucker, get